Hey everybody, this is Kylie Joe from the Nick Smith Podcast. I wanted to just let you know about this week's episode. It is going to be packed full of all the things you need to know about this debt relief situation from a Christian worldview. I gotta add that on there. So I hope that you will tune in, that you will watch it, you'll listen to it. Please share it with somebody. Make sure you have your Bible when you sit down, believers, because you're going to want to sift through all of this stuff with us. We are going at it. We are talking about it. Is it good? Um, what should you be saying? How should you be reacting and, and responding to it? And so be blessed as you listen and share with everyone around you. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Connecting you to living truth. If you'd like to support our podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or join our inner circle through Patreon.com. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends and family can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. And we are continuing, kind of, kind of our series on distraction. I say kind of because in the vein of distraction and talking about it, which mm-hmm. we've been doing the past couple of episodes, we got to take kind of a a little like detour in this series to talk about something that just recently happened. Like just yesterday, not to distract us, not to distract, but to kind of series. like it, it, it'll make sense by the end. Yes. So we gonna talk about all the hullabaloo. That's a proper term. The hubbub, the uh, scuttlebutt as it were. (laughs) Scuttlebutt. That's the thing. I heard it somewhere in a movie. I think the tea. Or is it spill the tea? Drink the the beans. Eat the beans. Drink the tea. Drink tea. Tea and beans. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, no, but you you guys have all heard about what's going on with the debt relief situation yes. that uh, President Biden, and here's, here's what's crazy. Um, I've actually heard complaints from both uh, sides of the coin. I've heard some people Weird. being like, yeah, he's relie- what, relieving debt. He's, I was, was going to say relinquishing. I was like, he's not relinquishing debt. He's relie- they already relinquished it. <laughs> he's relieving debt. Um, and some people are like, yeah, but that's not even enough. And then other people, oh, I got like, you. compared to, like, some of the other debt bailouts and debt relief that okay. has been offered to okay. other, like, corporations I, I, yeah, and companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And comparative. Again, comparison. Um, and then on the other side is, like, as you've all heard, how dare people be forgiven of their debts? Mm-mm-mm. How it's dare a problem. They? So we got to get into this. Let's we got to talk about because talk about there, as as Christians, especially, and again, because of like the the worldview we have, and also the people that share that worldview that we're mm-hmm. in community with, we mostly know how Christians are receiving this. Correct. Um, we do have people that are not believers that we, of course, are in relationship and community with, but majority of the people that we know and interact with our believers yeah. um, are of a certain, well, we have lots of generations that we're like connected constantly with. connected with, but um, believers, y'all got a lot to say about this. Yeah. And it's interesting because this is a worldly thing, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's referenced in scripture a lot, like yeah. finances, economics. Um, you you got to read it for yourself and see what Jesus said and see what throughout the law and the prophets, like mm-hmm. what's referenced in terms of money and wealth and poverty and how, how this affects us today. But we have such a westernized view of it that for some reason, as believers, when things get economical and financial, we somehow are able to like dissociate from our faith from our and faith, be yeah. like, no, no, no. See, this is the way it should be. And it's crazy. Yeah. Cause like even the word, the wording of debt forgiveness, mm-hmm. y'all, we have, let us, we kind of have in. the monopoly let us sink in. on the word forgiveness as <laughs> Christians. Like I mean, we're, that's kind of the foundation of what we believe. <laughs> you can't give, you can't present the gospel to people without using the, and even the word debt. I normally not here. Here's the thing. This is a side note. Side note. Lord's Prayer. Sidebar. Right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, somebody that we know that was recently um, preaching at a chapel was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to say, or no, they like led a, a meeting. They're like, I'm going to say the, the Lord's Prayer if you'd like to say it with me, and I'm going to use the trespasses version. Mm-hmm. Anybody grow up with the trespasses version? Oh, oh. Ooh, ooh, Some I of you grew up with an alternative version Both, that says debts and That's debtors. Right. Which, <laughs> which looking at the, at the actual language, would have been um, more accurate. It would have been more accurate. It just doesn't sound as cool. It doesn't. But, I mean, it just depends. Some people just... Anyway. Trespasses just sounds cool way. in a group. Now, when you get people that you... Mi- I love it when you mix people that you're like, oh, I don't know. These people are older. They might say debts and and, then, or transgressions. And then some people, they add the ever and ever at the end. And so you get in a group and you're like, you hear all these different... <laughs> and forgive us our trespasses. So, 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 It sounds like you're listening to like Bone Thugs and Harmony for that one little section because you don't know. And we pray that's hilarious i didn't anyway i never thought that's really good again looking at that it's like i am considering making a permanent change Mm -hmm. to saying debts because i feel like it's just so powerful what's going on with the debt forgiveness so looking looking at the context of what you were just saying uh one thing believers we get so divided on on lines that yeah on everything (laughs) but we start to split between what we consider the spirit of the law what we consider the spirit Mm. of the law right well what jesus really meant versus the letter of the law well it says in this verse this exact thing without understanding contextualization and and reading into um the entire background of what jesus was saying in context um but looking at the Christian spectrum, because it is, it's a, it's a large stream with a lot of different branches coming into it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many wild, like sides of it mm-hmm. that, that being radically moderate is seen as yeah, radically it's seen, it's seen as almost like, like just weird. Like you're almost yeah. seen worldly from both sides Yep. because when you, when you look at the situation, you say, okay, this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. For some people, um, what does the Bible say about people experiencing good in their life? A lot. Uh, my my Bible says all good gifts come from the Lord. My Bible says rejoice with those who rejoice. My Bible gives a whole lot of stories about people who were bitter and how God actually looked at them and said, yeah, you're not doing the right thing mm-hmm. through your bitterness. Your mm-hmm. bitterness is actually halting your blessing. You're not living in the with me life, right? Jesus wow. talked to Martha and Mary. Yep. You're yep. over there struggling and you're mad that Mary's sitting here and receiving his goodness, getting his good teaching, but ain't nobody this good word, but this is what she, you should be doing. You should be getting this. Um, like Jesus condemns those that are, are embittered over blessings wow. over somebody else getting blessed, right? You look at the parables, you look at the situation of, um, the um the son the prodigal, prodigal son. son thank you um yep, yep, yep. the prodigal son right he's he's off wasting his money um spent his inheritance spent, spent it comes back right. not just broke but dead broke like and he's dirty eating pig slop and he wants to come back to actually indebt himself to his father mm-hmm. like listen let me just be like one of your servants um and he gets blessed like he's like hey listen i love you you're my son yeah. forgiveness like we can accept that it seems in, in rat, in like Christian streams, we can yeah, accept yeah. that and spiritually in art. in art. We accept it. <laughs> Rembrandt's beautiful, wonderful painting, painting beautiful. of the prodigal. Like we can accept that in those situations and be like, well, yeah, that's a spiritual metaphor. And those who are far off and those are, but then when it's like, oh, well, people are being forgiven of their debts, literally like actual, wait, financial. what <laughs> the, what they are. Well, and I and wish I would. so many times we identify with the one who we see as the victim or the one who is like receiving the blessing, receiving the blessing. Yeah. 
in the story yet in my I remember the first time I ever heard that that um parable, parable and I was like oh shoot I know for a fact my first response when I see other people get stuff <laughs> is exactly what the son the other son did cuz remember yeah, there's another the son older, older son yeah the older son who was faithful who did what he was supposed to do who never at least was, indeed in, indeed right who was like I am your son and I will remain by your son. Like, who is like, yes, this is my moment. <laughs> when his brother comes back, he's like, what the? How are how you going? That's the my pig. fatted calf? <laughs> the fatted, the one I, I've been feeding. Yep. The one I've been taking. Come on now. The so, one so I've so been dad, pouring so, into. So, so what you're saying is, so come you're saying that I can go squander everything and just come back and just everything's cool. So you're saying, like, he's, he's <laughs> he has such a puffed up sense of self. Yeah. More often than not, we are that son. Yeah. We are the prodigal. No, don't get me wrong. We are like, all of us have been far off. We have squandered. We have like had to indebt ourselves. God, I promise I won't mess up again. I promise. Please, Lord, just take me back. But when it comes to things being given to other people and we, and, well, us and when it comes it, to relationship with our brothers and sisters in yes, Christ or with like, the world, how come you, but what? And honestly, I, we've been seeing it lately with our, with our children. Mm-hmm. I, Told yeah. my, I told our daughter, no, no, just one day I was like, baby girl, no, you can't have, you can't have candy in the morning. Right. Like that makes sense. Pretty yeah. general rule for most people. Most of the time, um, right. Well, the other day my brother got to have some and I was thinking like, oh shoot, she might be right. I don't, <sighs> I don't remember the other day, but apparently she's been keeping track oh, of yeah, keeping her brother's Italian. blessings instead of appreciating the one she's getting. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. What about all yeah. the times I've given you chocolate and he wasn't around. Right. Come on. Well, and so looking at this, this distinction of like, like the Christian idea of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, like just to be, just to keep it a hundred thousand with y'all, I don't understand people's puffed up worldliness about it. And I get, somebody's going to be mad. Be like, well, I had to pay my debts and okay, that's cool. You were blessed to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but like, we have to understand as, as children of God, right? If you are a believer in Christ, you are not operating in the tit for tat, um, scarcity mindset, mm. gather all my coins. He who dies with the most toys wins. We, we don't <laughs> buy into that. Right. That's not our mindset. Right. We have to live as civilians of the kingdom of God. Like we're citizens there. Mm. And so what that means is we bring those principles, the, the principle of tithing, of reaping and sowing, the principles of, um, of Jubilee, that Ooh. was a principle that was given the to the people of Jubilee. God that the people of God actually never did well. And they were condemned for quite a bit um, by prophets that came And like the year of Jubilee is a, is an idea the year like Sabbath, every Sabbath mm-hmm. being able to rest from your work. These are ideas and concepts of the kingdom of God that we're supposed to be introducing to the world. Yeah. And so then when a worldly power gets a little sliver of the truth. It's like, Hey, you know, it might be a good idea to relieve a little bit people of this. Have been debt working on people's hard. Neck. They've been trying you know, it's starting to weigh on it. Um, then like, why would we fight against that? Mm. Like what, what is the biblical basis for fighting against someone receiving forgiveness? Positive biblical basis. <laughs> Cause you can find a negative. Bil- well, you know, right here it says, you know, Cain was angry and killed him. Um, not not non sinful basis. It, it, like we can't. And to be honest, this is what blocks your blessing. Like I'm gonna oh. just tell you. Like we spend so much of our energy in a in a culture that is so materialistic. We spend mm. so much of our energy counting everybody else's sprinkles, right? 
We're looking at somebody else's food. We're trying to figure out. your ice cream's melting. And your ice cream's melting. Like your food's getting cold. Your blessing that you have, your gifts, your talents, your abilities, like your opportunities are being wasted and squandered. And you're, we, we talked about in the last episode, coveting is an accusation against God. Wow. And so when you're coming to the table and you're saying, mm. how dare they receive something mm. good and I did not, like you're literally saying, God, you are wrong for blessing someone else. Wow. Well, and Paul takes it like when he talks about all kinds of evil and like mm-hmm. the, the works of the flesh versus the fruit of the spirit. He mentions like bitterness, envy, strife. Come on. He said it. All of these things like you're striving be to, Don't be to have more than someone else or to make sure that someone has to pay back as much as you did. And you're bitter because, well, that's not fair in your eyes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, like, is grace fair? It's not. I'm going to answer for you. Is mercy going- fair? It's not. Like, Mm-mm. let's just be real. Fairness. There's a time that we need to understand like fairness of course equity justice equality justice like these are things that are important to god he mentions all of those things in the scriptures he talks about them mm-hmm. um but this is not for us to use it against god or against other people and right. and in truth like when you look i mean I, I love the parable too of the workers in the field yep when we've got this like progressive abundant grace that's happening <laughs> that's so good yet the only thing the the those the, those workers are seeing is how much they're not getting yeah compared to someone else that's right and it's like wait a second hold on how you gonna give them the same thing i got when i've been working harder well hold on a second on the outside you've been working harder maybe from from the perspective of you did more physical labor Mm -hmm. but how much do you think this person's been working on their sanctification how much like how do you know what's in this person's heart do you know the toil they went through standing there at the market all Mm -hmm. day thinking their family's gonna starve because nobody's hiring them like, did you go through that at all? No, because you had a job from the beginning. So from the very beginning of the day, you were blessed, worker. You knew from the beginning of the day that you were you, secure. You were going to have food at the end of the day. You knew. Your mental health was good. This person waited eight hours and in the ninth hour got hired and was like, my family's going to get to a little something. And then they were blessed with abundance of a full day's labor. Right. And you're mad because their family gets to eat. Right. Like, like <laughs> I'm not mad at y'all. Like, please hear this. <laughs> I want you I'm to under, you. I, I'm really not, but I want you to understand, um, the level of hypocrisy that, that presents to a world who's seeking hope in a yeah. Jesus that yeah. offers love. Come on. So like when we're standing as someone who is a, a proclaimed believer in Christ, and then we're putting on the throne Caesar or putting on mm. the throne, the money, and we're putting on the throne, this idea of wealth and prosperity, and we're disregarding disregarding completely the little dirty boy that was born in the manger who lived in the outskirts in the hood, didn't have anything handed to him, lost his father at an early age who had to work hard to provide for his mother. And who then was entering into an area where he's blessing other people. Like we're disregarding that whole gospel to the poor because we're saying, well, what about me? What, like how, how can you hear that? And without misquoting scripture without misrepresenting misrepresenting the Christ who died for the poor and the outcast and who called the sinners to repentance. How can you then proclaim that same Jesus? Like, I I don't see it as compatible. I mean, you, you can't like people do it. That's the thing. People do it. They, they, well, you need to repent. Jesus, Jesus saves, he forgives and God wants to forgive you so you can be in heaven with him forever and you can escape hell. That's that's the general, like, if I'm just going to wrap it up in like mm-hmm. 10 seconds, that's the gospel that gets presented. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet 
the image of the Christ who forgave the thief yeah. the cross. Who never went um, to church? Who ne- didn't take communion? He wasn't tithing. Didn't he baptize. He wasn't in the, in the crowd when Jesus, you know, was doing miracles and he wasn't listening. He wasn't at his feet. That's right. He wasn't washing feet with the disciples. Like, um, what about that? Like, that's not the part that we focus on because we're so busy trying to get people to look like us. Yeah. Like, follow me. Come on. Follow what I'm doing. Do it, do it the way I do it. You know, you know, we want to missionary everybody. We want to be like, okay, hold on. Now come in here. Let me, we want to colonize. We want to disciple them to be like us. Right. When, when you at some point had no idea how to follow Jesus. Come on. You had no clue. It doesn't matter if you grew up in the church. It doesn't matter if grandma and great grandma and great grandma, like it doesn't matter. You had, at some point, you had no idea what it meant to be a Christian. Somebody had to Facts. expose you to the word and the Holy Spirit had to come in and wreck shop. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's the way it is for transformed believers. Mm-hmm. But for us to go to people and try to put on and to say like, yes, I've been forgiven much. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I, I told a few lies when I was in kindergarten. And so I've been yeah. forgiven. But, you know, for, since that day, I haven't sinned <laughs> before the Lord. And you need to, you know, you've got a lot more sin in under your belt. So you're going to have to. You got to work harder for like, it. You got to do more. But what about, what about what Jesus actually yeah. said and did and modeled for us? And not only that, but I love the woe statements. Whoa. I love, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I love when Jesus was like, woe to you. And he was specific. He was mad yeah. specific on yeah. who he was woeing. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, like. I feel like in the church, if Jesus were to walk in, he would be woeing throughout like the, the service. Like the little dance, like the whoa. Whoa! No, I don't it. know what it is, but I, I just I can't do it well. That's why myself. I did like a, I mock a little whoa. whoa moment. Like one of these things. Anyway, whoa. I don't think anyone even does that anymore. That's like very two or three years ago. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Um, but so I love that <clears throat> that idea, like us, like presenting this gospel, um, and and introducing people to this like the gospel of grace, right? Mm-hmm. This idea of the thief on the cross, not receiving mm. all the, the things. And it, it, there's nothing new under the sun. It calls back what Paul was talking about when he is condemning in Galatians, when he's talking mm. about who has bewitched you, like who's trying yeah. to make, cause there were a group of people. If you haven't read your Bible, I'm going to spoil it for you. Right. He comes back in the end. <laughs> spoiler, uh, alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. He's coming. Back. He's, he's on his way. <laughs> um, but no. So in the, in the book of Galatians, he's writing the church because there were a group of Judaizers, people who were Jewish by um, culture and by history and by tradition, but become believers in Jesus who came to this church, mostly of Gentiles, and was like, listen, you all have to become Jews first. Like, you've got to be circumcised. circumcised. You've got to follow the law to a T. And why did they say that? Because we had to do it. We had to do all that stuff. Sound and familiar? Does Paul calls them sons of hell. Paul says, I hope they go ahead and castrate themselves. They telling you, they're telling you to carry this bird and I hope it crushes them. Like he's really putting it on them because he's saying when you as a believer are offering bondage to another believer, then you are operating not in the spirit of, of Christ, but the spirit of antichrist, right? You're operating in that spirit. And so what Paul is condemning in those situations, even calling out Peter to his face, right? Mm -hmm. That was the whole thing. That's the whole reason Paul ran up on Peter and was like, listen, drop the Addy. I'm there. I'm like, I'll see you from the shoulders. Like, Addy? like he was, where are Galatians at? He was like, listen, yeah. listen, like you can't be treating my folks like this and expect not to get run up on like that. That's my version. But that's what he, that's what he said. Um, but it was all because these people were putting an extra bondage on other people instead of offering Christian freedom, instead, mm. instead of offering liberation, instead of bringing them into this place that says, listen, as a, as a brother or sister in Christ, um, 
I will carry your burden mm. because that's what I'm called to do. Yeah. To offer you more freedom than I experienced because yeah. once I was set free, I realized the joy of freedom. Yeah. And I want you to know that joy. Yeah. Not because yeah. of bondage, mm-hmm. but because I know what joy is. Sorry, yep. I'm preaching. I ain't had a pulpit no, in a while. Okay. Y'all, I apologize. <laughs> well, there's a, I've been getting on it. The, um, what's that, that book that we were reading? The dangerous journey. Mm-hmm. We've read it with our kids. There's also a movie you can watch about it. I love the character. It's in Pilgrim's the, Progress. Basically. Yeah, it's Pilgrim's Progress. Sorry. Dangerous journey is like the kids version. But, um, I love how Christian, the, the character's name is Christian. Mm-hmm. He is walking around with a burden. Like he's, he's carrying a burden on mm-hmm. him. And something struck me one of the times we were reading through it with our kids. I was like, wow, like the reason we rejoice when one sinner repents, the reason heaven rejoices is because like one, the people that like the souls that are in heaven, they're like awaiting this like completion of God's plan. Yeah. They, they knew what it felt like to carry a burden. Come on. And so when they see somebody to put that burden down, they see, they see them laying it at the feet of Jesus. They're like, Oh my, yes. I re-. like, there's this compassion of yeah. like, I know. And here's what I'll say. And I, I'm not one, I'm not going to presume to know anyone's salvation mm-hmm. or what your journey has been. But if you cannot have compassion on someone because you recognize what the burden felt like, the burden of sin, the burden of doubt, the burden of fear and, and like, truly like suffering under your own brokenness. If you don't know what that felt like, if you can't recall this, like when that burden was lifted, I'm going to question whether or not you've put it down. I'm going to, I'm just going to question like, so you don't, you don't remember the relief and the the just complete joy and you have bitterness about like, then I'm, I'm wondering where you're hiding that burden and what it's weighing you down. That's why yeah. you can't run. That's why your posture's you all off. thrown off. That's why you, that's why you're you limping. You got the sciatica. You can't, whoa, because you're Cause limping you're- <laughs> in the church trying to tell people, put your burden down, everybody. Yeah. You need to put that burden down. Yeah. Well, you mean the one that looks like yours? Okay. Well, and, okay. and that idea, um, uh, we, we project a lot, right? As human beings, we project the things about ourselves that we don't like. And so, um, because True. we were duped. True because we made bad decisions. Um, I'm speaking about myself here. Um, yeah, the Royal (laughs) we, because, uh, I dealt with, you know, stupid decisions and I was dumb at the time that I made a dumb choice. Um, when someone else is in a similar position, I assume the similar motivation and I assume, well, I mean, why didn't you do better? Why did, because I'm thinking, why didn't I do better? Yeah. I should have known. I should have known. Somebody should have taught me and I had to learn this way. So now you have to learn this way. And, Y'all just taking it away from, cause this is really a distraction. And I love Jesus used finances a lot because it, it, it mirrors our heart. Like it mm. shows us where our values, yeah, where lie. your heart is, where your treasure. He is said it, the man said it himself. And so like, but taking the financial and, and applying it to the spiritual, we see the same thing in churches, which is why we have so many divides in certain different denominations and, and, um, splits and schisms is like, well, I came to salvation this way. I said a prayer at a camp meeting. So if you didn't do it exactly like that, then how do I know you're saved? I did it this way. This was my motivation. This was my upbringing. This is the way. This is the path. And when Jesus said the way, the truth, or the the path is narrow, he meant the journey I took. And you have to follow my journey. And if you don't do it the same way I did, and it's presented this way so often, and I'm not one of those. not methodical. Exactly. And I'm not one of those like every path leads to the top. But I'm saying when you're finding salvation in Jesus, um, you, I, I don't care if you did it in this type of church or this type of church, like, mm. were, were you seeking Christ? Did you find Christ in that moment? Mm. Um, but we, we want people to walk our same journey that brought us to where we are without the compassion of maybe they didn't need that path. 
Maybe they didn't need that extra burden. Maybe they were going through enough and, and them just crying out to Christ in their bedroom was enough for them to get salvation, to be filled with the Holy spirit. Like, why do we have to go through all this journey and they don't? Yeah. Because, yeah. because God is good and loving and he knows exactly what you need yeah. to bring you to him. Well, and something to, to ponder about specifically debt it's forgiveness. My pondering phase. Something to think about. Okay. That I, I know the argument of like, well, it's, it's not fair. I, I, okay. Fair is a place of corn dog. Yes, it's not fair. That's, uh, a, that's, <laughs> a, that's a fair. Yes, it's not fair. However, um, if we are only looking at things from this plane, which oftentimes we are. I'm only looking at it how this relates to me and how I see this person's life from my vantage point mm-hmm. or disadvantage point. Come on. Um, then I'm seeing that the only consequence of debt is having to pay it back. Mm-hmm. That, in my mind, the only consequences is that's it. So then when, you, when you're viewing forgiveness of debt, you're thinking that they're getting away with no consequences. Yeah. That's part of why you think it's not fair. Wow. However, I will say this. There are more consequences to taking out loans for your education than just having to pay it back. Come on. There are far more Come con- on. emotional, um, familial, relational, time, like all of these things that cost that, that can't be given back. Yeah. Money can be, can be forgiven. Like debt can be forgiven. Money can be given back. You can't get back time. And so, yeah. and, and also for you who have paid off your student loans, first of all, amazing. So cool. Congratulations. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's Some not of you sarcasm. Had, like that's I'm amazing. Very, very excited for you. A thought. You have the blessing of having been having earned the money to pay it back. You have the blessing of whether you got the dream job you wanted and you could pay it back in five years or you had a job that you just worked hard at for 30 years and you paid, whatever it is, you have the blessing of being satisfied that you did it. Mm-hmm. Nobody handed you anything. You have the blessing of I so have a good. strong work ethic and I did this and it's amazing. And guess what? The people who are being forgiven their debt don't get that blessing. Yeah, not the same. It's a different blessing. Yet I don't hear anyone whose debt is being forgiven saying, oh my gosh, why did I miss out on the blessing of being satisfied that I paid off my debt? You know what that, sorry, you know what that reminds me of? Quick story. I, I know we don't have a lot of time, but a quick, <laughs> quick story. A <laughs> uh, good friend of ours in college um, came from a very, just kind of middle class, well-to-do family, did well, you know, not super rich. Um, he bought a truck on his own, wrecked his truck. His parents gave him their vehicle because they were going to buy a new vehicle. And my friend was so angry. Why would they just give me that? I can make my own money and earn my, this is a 19 year old kid, right? And yeah, he had a job and all this stuff. He could take out a loan, but he was so angry because they gave him something good instead of him having to work for it. And I remember, and this isn't tooting my own horn because of my trauma or anything, but I remember (laughs) us having this conversation and he was ranting and raging and just like so mad at his parents. And he stopped and he goes, I'm sorry, man. Like I, I, like nothing bad happens to me. Like your, your life is way harder than mine. I don't know why I'm complaining. And it's because he knew like I was taking care of my mom. I was doing a lot of stuff as a college kid um, that I shouldn't have had to do with my own money, time, resources, all this stuff I was managing and all the trauma and stuff I was going through. And I wasn't shaming him. I wasn't like, oh, you think your life's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening because he was going through it. Like, hey, man, I don't know what that's like. That's, you know, white man's burden. I don't know. <laughs> I don't uh, know what it's like <laughs> to be handing stuff. I don't know. I, I really don't. Um, that's cool, though. Like, the, I'm listening. Um, but it hit him. And I think that doesn't happen a lot. Like, that's a, yeah. that's a very yeah. weird anomaly situation. Because normally when people are forgiven or given something great of great value um, that have had to struggle, the reaction is like, ah. Why couldn't I just earn it myself? It's normally like, wait, what? 
thank you. That's so like, it's, it's what Jesus said. He who has forgiven much loves much. And so like when we experience this, this thing that's happening and not to mention everybody has their own political ideas. Yeah. There's all sorts of politics happening behind it. Yes. Everything that our government does <laughs> that happens. Like, why are you surprised? <laughs> um, but can we just accept the goodness that has been given to, yeah. to those who are yeah. receiving it? Yeah. I want to, Yes, I love that. Well, we could talk about this for hours. We really could. Like we could. We, we could. Well, well oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say uh, one one uh, final thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> one final thing from me about this. Okay, I want to hear. So, um, there's at one point where Jesus says you cannot um serve two masters. You mm-hmm. either hate the one and love the other, um, Be or one yeah, not the other. Thank you. He's talking about money and and God. Mm-hmm. Like you can't can't ha- you can't serve both. Um, here's a, a thought again, for those who are on the other side of this that are like, this is terrible and I don't like this. This isn't fair. Okay. I hear you consider this Christian. Um, when this debt relief happens and there are people who have been slaves to the lender, mm-hmm. the astronomical levels of interest that are just heinously satanic. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just yeah. going to say it when these people are freed from that and they are no longer serving the one master that they've had to serve that they've had to kind of like devote their time and energy to. I wouldn't say they loved it, but they had to put all that energy there. Who knows, but that they will then be freed to put that energy of service and devotion and care and satisfaction to the Lord. Like who knows, but that God is not using this, this billion dollar, multi-billion dollar thing. Mm -hmm. Because he uses everything, y'all. Who knows, but that he's not using that to say, you know what, you're, that chain's broken now. So now you don't have the excuse of having to work 60 hours a week. Now Just, you got Sundays off. Now you got Sundays off. Now yep. you got this. Who knows but that he will not turn hearts to him. Using this political whatever it is, who knows but that God cannot use that. Come on. And, and people will now be freed from being slave to the lender, and they will now be able to not hate the other master yeah. of their heart. Just saying. Well, and, and that's our prayer. That's our prayer. And I hope if you get riled up and you're all in the comments, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. We Don't appreciate add it. us. No, I'm fine with it. Add us if you want. It's cool. Um, I think the scriptures speak for itself, so I ain't got to argue with you. Um, but if, if you've found any value in this, if yes. this has encouraged you, we hope you find freedom in this. This isn't condemnation. This is something that we want to encourage those who are embittered. Step away from that. Those who are experiencing joy, um, do so in a godly way. Those who um, are on the fence in the middle, um, just, you know, devote your time to the Lord. Like, do, do something. <laughs> We're hoping to, to bring peace in this moment by calling out the silliness. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you know somebody needs to hear this, please share it with them. Let them know yes. about the Nick Smith Podcast. We would love that. Yes, this has been the Nick Smith Podcast. Yo. We hope that this episode has connected you to living truth. Be, Be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.